Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Oh my goodness, that was sick! Gabe and Grody right here on 670 to score, filling in for Parkinson Spiegel. And right now we get to talk a little bit of basketball. They will be on our airwaves at 545. Of course, I'm talking about the Chicago Bulls. Bulls. Pre-game with Chuck Swirsky, Bill Wennington, Alyssa Bergamini will be back in action. And right now joining us on the Circuit Resort Casino Hotline, Circuit Resort Casino in Las Vegas, home of the world's largest sports book. It is he, Chuck Swirsky, the man himself. What's up, Chuck? Hey, Gabe, number one. And uh, Mark, good to be with you. Thank you for the invitation. And Gabe, you did a terrific job filling in for Alyssa the other night. And, uh, you know, some of us had to work, which Bill and I did. Alyssa, of course, went to Aruba for about 24 <laughs> to 36 hours. Doesn't doesn't Alyssa know yet that when you're young and grinding in this business, you're not allowed to go to Aruba? It's a new, it's a new, it's a new age, man. When you're that age, you say, you know what? Um, I need my mental health, and I need to go to my friend's wedding so that, that way I can have a good – nah, she's a, she's the best. I and love I, her. And her and I were texting a lot uh, leading up to that, but but thanks, Chuck. It was fun to be on with you guys. I gotta be honest, hearing how you guys operate, that was pretty cool, man. That was especially with that game, like going down to the wire like that. Demar, obviously, the NBA coming out saying he got fouled on that last last second shot as he was leaning to the right, and that was a that was a bad that was a, a tough no call. But but there was another bad uh, another tough no call that happened that happened that night too. Mitchell crossing over White, dribble drive, got stripped. Down the floor, Williams to Javante Green. Look out! Oh my goodness! On a reverse slam dunk, and it didn't go. <laughs> that was great. Oh well, that was good. Don't put that on the resume tape. <laughs> the thing was this, Chuck. Right, Javante was having a phenomenal first quarter. Yes. So you almost wanted to ride that wave of energy there. I did. I did. I thought, what the heck? You know, the time expired. And I just went with it. I went with the flow. And and for uh, just a note for our listeners, so Bill lost it. Like, he flat out <laughs> lost it because he thought I would just stop in mid-sentence and, okay, that's the end of the first quarter. Let's take a break. Well, he started like he uh, broke out in laughter, and it continued to the point we were late getting to the break, which meant that Gabe <laughs> – who was doing his courtside odds had like about six seconds to get in a 30 second uh, spot. So play to the echo of the whistle. Nice job. You there, Chuck? 
Yeah. Oh, I thought I'm we sorry. lost it. Sorry, my bad. My bad. So Demar Derozan, obviously, it, you know what's bad is I, I, I thought for sure Demar Derozan would make the the fifteen foot last second. It's just we've come to expect that out of Demar Derozan, but he misses it. The thing that I really liked about that game, despite it being a loss, Chuck was. The Io DeSumo game, you know, where he ended up with 19 points in the game. What did you think about his game, and what have you thought about Io DeSumo's season? Well, um, there, there. That's a two-part question. Number one, I think that Io has been um, number one. He's always been steady defensively. I think he's been tentative offensively until late because his minutes have increased because the injury to Caruso. And his minutes have uh, increased, as you know, the last two weeks. Even now with Caruso coming back, I think he's going to see extended playing time. Having said that, I think he played a terrific all-around game the other night against Cleveland. And when he was matched up with Donovan Mitchell, who committed seven turnovers in that game. So I'm really not worried about Io. Um, You know, I think right now, the Bulls have got to find a way to be more consistent. And I know that drives everyone crazy because everyone's saying the same thing. It sounds like a broken record. But against good teams, and I think Cleveland, let me just tell you, the last two minutes of that game, I thought the Bulls played superb defense. And we need to see more of that, not only tonight, the rest of the way, but they really bottled up the Cavs. The Cavs more or less tried to give this game to the Bulls. I I for the two of you who watched it, you probably would agree with that because, I mean, they were trapping, they were pressing, the Bulls were playing outstanding on the ball defense, and Cleveland was just perplexed. I mean, they were they were turning the ball over at a very high rate, and um, it put them, the Bulls, in a position to win it, as you mentioned, Mark, on the last second shot that didn't go. Yeah, you know, it's funny. I heard you guys talking about, like, how bad – the, the passing was in particular for Cleveland and some with the Bulls as well. And I, I heard Bill Wennington talking about that kind of being a an overall, not, not a Bulls system thing, but the way that players are coached and taught. And I guess it comes down to the, the, the rudimental things are not coached as much as they once were. Well, I, I think they're being coached. I think it was whether or not they absorb what the teaching is. And let me just tell you, a lot of these turnovers that teams are committing are really not necessary at all. I mean, you're seeing jump passes, skip passes across the court because now the players are drilled into, if you see an open man behind the three-point arc, you know, you've got to get him the ball. So what are we seeing? We're seeing guys on the left elbow see a, a player stationed in the right corner. And what are they trying to do? They're trying to feed the ball cross-court. Well, it, it, the intention might be good, but the truth is these players are so long and athletic now, you're getting a ton of deflections and a ton of turnovers. And so, um, you know, I get it. Three is better than two. But when you make a jump pass or you're trying to whip a pass topside or the wing, allowing a player to try a three, you better make sure that that pass that's intended, number one, has a lane to get it to that player, number one. And secondly, that that ball is going to a player that can hit a three. We're talking to Chuck Swirsky here on 670 The Score. Gabe Ramirez, along with Mark Grody, filling in for Parkins and Spiegel. 
Chuck, you, you mentioned three-point shooting, and when it comes to the Chicago Bulls, I mean, obviously they're not putting up a ton lately. On Saturday, just 21 three-point shots for the Bulls. Who who would be someone or what, you know, maybe two people you would like to see, you know, put up a couple more threes? You know, obviously the Bulls aren't putting up a ton, so who would you like to see get a higher volume up? Well, I mean, you know, like Zach takes eight per game, so and he is a very proficient three-point shooter. Uh, in the month of December, I think he had a 50-40-90 month, which is excellent. Um, so, I mean, if he wanted to raise that to 10, but he's so athletic, I also think he should be going to the rim more and probably, if not eight per game like DeRozan does, at least seven per game. He's about four and a half, five right now um, going into this month. So, I mean, listen, the, the Bulls are last in three-point field goal attempts, as you mentioned. I don't believe in taking a three for the sake of taking the three. I think you have to have shooters on the floor, and yet they're a very good three-point shooting club when they're in that position. Um, but this game has radically changed so, so much over the last five, ten years, and the way it's being taught now at the high school level, AAU ball, college, and the influx of analytics, not only at the NBA level, but they have analytics departments now at the NCAA level, and they're probably getting fed information at the high school level. And this is the way the game is going. And if you're a coach and you're a player, you better buy in because if you don't buy in and you want to still dial it back to the way this game was played in the 80s or 70s, then you're in big, big trouble because kids want to shoot the three. Do you think that, uh, Chuck, that Zach Levine will continue to buy into DeMar DeRozan getting the last shot of every game? I was thinking about that at the Cleveland game. Will there come a point where Zach Levine will be like, yo, write me up a play for these last second shots? And I get, like, it should be DeRozan. At least to switch it up so everybody doesn't know that it's always going to be DeMar. I don't have a problem with everybody knowing it's going to be DeMar. That's the way superstars operate. But at some point in time... When is Zach Levine going to say, what about me? Well, you know what? I haven't brought that up with Zach. I I don't know his feelings about that. I would say this is that, uh, you know, the other night when DeMar, uh, you know, took over uh, and the Bulls won in overtime over Milwaukee. I mean, the first guy to congratulate DeMar was Zach. I don't think there's any personal animosity or professional acrimony between the two whatsoever. And I think Zach has totally bought in to who DeMar was and is and vice versa. Um, you know, I, I th- that game the other night, honestly, it was a game of runs like all NBA games are where, you know, Cleveland got off to a great start. They lived by 14 at one stage in the uh, fourth quarter. Bulls came back, looked like the Bulls were going to, you know, kind of hold steady. And then Cleveland had a late run. Um, but this is, this is a case where, if you have three major options on the floor, and I include Vucevic, because I'd like to see Vuce get more touches in the post, uh, especially a game tonight against Jared Allen. Jared Allen is a really good defensive player. Um, his offensive game is still, I, I, I don't know. I mean, deep in the paint, in the semicircle, he can dunk and he can probably score a little bit. But I think Vuce uh, can really do a number on him. And I'd love to see as they did the other day with Patrick Williams to include and get him going early. I'd love to see Vooch get a touch. So they've got three options. And, you know, DeMar has you know, been the recipient of that call at end of games over the last year or so. 
Chuck Swirsky right here on 670 The Score. Chuck, on January 13th, you're going to be calling your 2000th game. What? It's kind of crazy. I know. Uh, what, what would you say, Chuck, is is something that you do differently now for or during your broadcast that maybe you didn't particularly do at the beginning of your career? I'm talking about the growth of Chuck wow. Swirsky. And give us your top 40 moments in play-by-play. Top Go. 40 moments. <laughs> Top 40. <laughs> Just 40. Just 40. Okay, 30. 30. Okay. Uh, well, Gabe, that is a very good question. That's a difficult question from you, Mark. You can think about mine. While you're answering yeah, Gabe's really. question, you can buy some time for your four, top 40 moments. Okay. So, I would say this. When I first started calling NBA games, 98-99 season with the Raptors, and that was Vince Carter's rookie year. In fact, my first game was Vince Carter's first ever NBA game and Paul Pierce's first ever NBA game. That's how I, I'm dating myself now. Uh, Charles Oakley was the starting power forward for the Toronto Raptors. So that's wow. um, like, you know, you see Oakley in the Raptors uniform. I can't, I don't even remember we, that. I don't even remember. We brought in, we brought in Akeem Olajuwon two years later in a Raptors uniform, really? you know. And you say to yourself, you know, what's wrong with this picture here? <laughs> uh, but um, I'll, I'll, I'll be very, very blunt and transparent with you. I was not very good. I struggled <laughs> as a play-by-play announcer for about the first 20 games because the game was really, really fast. I was not used to it wow. at the collegiate level. I had done 18 years of college ball, 14 with the ball, yep. four at the University of Michigan, uh, I did the games when there was no shot clock and against lesser opponents facing DePaul because I did Aguirre and Cummings and Comages and Rod Strickland and Stanley Brundy and Kevin Edwards. That was an unbelievable run. And then I did the tail end of the Fab Five in the first layer of Robert Trailer and Maurice Taylor mm. and Maceo Baston. So the teams the would do four corners, were, right? They would just stall I, ball, right? Absolutely. I mean, if, 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 for example, Michigan was playing a team, a non-conference team that could not compete athletically, what's the best way of staying in a college game? Keep the score low. Yeah. Hold the ball. Hold the ball. You, know? you can hold it as long yes. as you want at one point. That pissed me off, man. Watching those DePaul games when I was a kid. Hey, you never, to Chuck. You, never, you never were blown out by 40 points in high school. That's why I'm on Cody. But it was really annoying because you're like, oh, my God, they're going to keep it a three-point game, and they it's like Old Dominion or something playing against the ball. And they're going to beat DePaul <laughs> because they held the ball for five minutes yep. at a time? Come on. Yep, absolutely. So the NBA game, we had two preseason games, and I remember I'm thinking, oh, my gosh, and I'm trying to work in a color analyst in a 24-second shot clock, and oh. the way the pace of the game, yeah. and, I mean, I'm watching, like, Vince take off on an outlet pass and just go straight to the rack and dunk, and I had my analyst talk, you know, and, you know, Carter's in flight, and I'm trying to, like, appease my analyst, who is a wonderful guy. And, you know, then I'm trying to mention score, time, ball location, oh, yeah. quick pass. And it was a blur. And then finally I got in the rhythm, and things fortunately worked out. Well, that's... Now, about 40 top games, <laughs> I, I will tell you. We got it. I'll, we got I'll give you one game. Yeah. I'll give you one Bull game, uh, Bulls game, and one Raptors game. Yeah. The Raptors game was Kobe's 81. 
That oh, was easy. Easy, um, easy, easy. That's great that you called that game, though. It's awesome. Yes, it was It was unbelievable. It was a Sunday night at Staples. It wasn't a very good Lakers team. They had Chris Bim. They had Smoosh Parker. So you can fill in the blanks. Hmm. Um, they, they did have Lamar Odom on the team, but the Raptors were up by 18 in the third quarter, and then Kobe came up with a um, steal at midcourt on the um, near sideline and raced to the rim, dunked it, and the crowd went kind of semi-crazy, and then Kobe just took over. I mean, we had, like, uh, Chris Bosh on him. We had Matt Bonner on him. We had Jalen Rose on him. We had uh, Mo Peterson, the former star at Michigan State. I mean, we just threw everyone at him. And, uh, and so Kobe, you know, went to the line, sank two free throws. Uh, Lakers fouled. Phil calls a timeout. 81 points. It's unbelievable. And then the Bulls game, I mean, like the um, sixth game of the 2009 playoffs with uh, Boston. Boston? Yeah, where, the road where game. Joe Keen, where Joe Keane came up with a steal and a slam and Pierce fouled out. Mm. That was incredible. Didn't Tyrus Thomas have a big <clears throat> game too? Ben Gordon? I, I remember Tyrus well, Thomas. Ben Gordon, ben, ben Gordon had a great series. And, I mean, that that era of Bulls basketball, they, they never went, obviously, to an NBA Finals. Uh, but that period of time where you had Rose prior to the ACL and you had Joe Keem and you had Luel Deng mm. and before Ben left, you know, for Detroit and you had Kirk Heinrich and, as I mentioned, Luel Deng, that whole group was tremendous with Taj Gibson and I mean that that probably had had LeBron not been in Miami, I am convinced had Rose stayed healthy, they would have gone to the finals at least twice. Wow. That that hurts to hear, but very true. <laughs> Chuck, always a pleasure uh, having you on. And of course, guys, make sure you get his book, Always a Pleasure by Chuck Swirsky out right now. Chuck, uh go get some or go do some prep. I know you got your five forty five. We'll see you back here on six seventy to score, okay? Yes, and, and we did make a trade. You're headed to Aruba. Did Mitch Rosen tell you? Oh, I wish. And Alyssa's coming back and you're going there. <laughs> well, you owe us 38 more top moments, so yeah, yeah. we can work out a deal. Yeah. On that note, see you. <laughs> Bye, Chuck. Chuck, have a good one. Oh, that's Chuck Swirsky, voice of the Chicago Bulls. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. 
Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.